Welcome to Solely Satisfied. I'm Natalie Lanker. And I'm Taylor Zeno. We're two young women striving to live out our Catholic faith. We know that chatting together solves most of our problems, so join us as we embark on this crazy adventure. Can't wait to chat soon. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to season two. Mm -hmm. We decided that we are going to come back with new fresh content for you. Sorry we kind of um, dropped off the grid. We've been busy. We've been some busy girls. Mm -hmm. And it was just wrapping up Taylor's first semester as a missionary, Mm -hmm. my last semester of junior year. But we decided we're going to take summers off just Mm -hmm. to refresh um, and come back with new content and be the best that we can for you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. So the plan moving forward is hopefully um, from here on out during kind of school year season, we'll have seasons of the podcast airing. And then like Nat said, um, yeah, take summers off to plan new content, brainstorm, go on mission trips. Mm. Taylor and I went on a mission trip. Mm -hmm. Originally, Uganda. (laughs) Then there was Ebola. So then we went to Indonesia. (laughs) When you say it like that, it sounds so normal, but it really was a whirlwind. And I'm going to be honest, I was so stressed. I'm not usually a cu- like a cool cucumber. That's not my um, <laughs> it's not your strength, but I was just not okay. I was not happy that we were not <laughs> going to Uganda. As When we found out, I was at work and I was like, we're going to end up going to Denver City Mission and going on mission there. And I just fundraised <laughs> all this money. But it worked out so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, I think, a special challenge because, like Nat said, we were supposed to be going to Uganda. So we had been planning and preparing really for the last year. To suffer. To suffer in Uganda. <laughs> like, not in a to bad go, way. Yeah, to go serve the people of Uganda. And we are going to be working in an orphanage there in a home there um with disabled children mm-hmm. and we got a call what two three weeks before we were supposed to leave a literal email that said hey <laughs> there's, there's ebola, ebola in outbreak. uganda we're not going more details to come mm-hmm. and that's all the information because i'm just a student taylor got more information because she's a missionary but that's all i got for like a week yeah not a whole lot more information honestly that it was honestly really heartbreaking because it was kind of like this weird limbo of like knowing that this really devastating outbreak of ebola had happened and like yeah obviously feeling upset for the people that it was impacting Mm -hmm. and the lives that it was taking but also feeling the stress of like okay what does this mean for this mission and for these students that have worked really hard and fundraised and have prepared mentally and spiritually and emotionally for this trip and now there was like yeah quite some time when we didn't know where we would be going (laughs) or if we would even be able to go anywhere Mm -hmm. but all that being said like Nat said we ended up going to Indonesia which felt so random and honestly, I was not really super excited for that. Like, I really had no, no desire to serve in Pacifica or in Asia. But now, looking back, the I feel like it was 100% was, God's providence. Yeah. And it was meant to the happen the way thing, that it there did. There were just so many divine appointments, mm-hmm. like the whole trip. So we're going to talk about it. 
But first, coffee. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no. Do you think they could hear that? Oh, I'm I sure. And I'm not going to edit that out so you can experience <laughs> the pain that I just had to shoot through my soul. Well, first, do you see these cubes? Yeah. They're coffee cubes. Isn't mm-hmm. that a good idea? So when it melts, it doesn't get water. I'm drinking iced coffee. Mm-hmm. They're coffee cubes so that when it melts, it doesn't get watered down. It just gets more Is that coffee. From Momo's? Of course. Here's how I feel. It's overpriced. <gasps> yeah. I got a chai, especially because <laughs> I don't get coffee. Mm. And my chai there was $6 <gasps> for like that... a, a small or medium. Oh, no. And I went to Starbucks and I got a venti and it was 5 bucks even. Mm. And it's way better. Yeah, this is just plain old black iced yeah. coffee. But here's the trick. You have to ask for coffee cubes. Yeah. I'm also using my metal straw and my reusable. Okay, this is What off- is this thing called? A coffee sleeve. My reusable coffee sleeve. This is off topic. Taylor's going to go first because I'm making her. <laughs> We're doing a quick what happened this summer slash since we haven't re- been recording. Oh, go. Mm. Okay, first. I think last time we talked, it was nearing the end of spring semester. Well, we're on the quarter system where I work. So we were finishing up the quarter, ended up leaving campus early, um, which was in the plane all along because we had to go to training. So went to missionary training for five weeks in Bismarck, North Dakota, which is always lovely. And I always just yeah, feel very lucky to work with the people that I work with. And it inspires me to be a better missionary and honestly to strive for sainthood when I'm around those people because they're just a holy bunch so that was great after Bismarck came home to Colorado was home for what 30 hours yeah not even (laughs) feverishly packed my bag for Indonesia which if I was smart I would have packed before I left but I didn't hindsight 2020 home for 30 hours flew to New York to meet everyone to fly to Hong Kong then to Bali then to Mount Mary which is where we served in Indonesia then got back then i had applied for a graduate program masters of arts in theology with the augustine institute and just for a variety of reasons was accepted but for a variety of reasons thought i was going to defer my enrollment so that was kind of my plan coming back from indonesia but just through prayer these last few weeks um and looking ahead at what is to come for my life and just yeah discerning whether or not I was meant to start this program or even complete this program in general god willing but anyways long story short decided to (laughs) cancel my deferred enrollment (laughs) re-enroll anyways I started grad school on (laughs) Monday but today was my first day on campus so I'm doing the distance program um to get my master's of arts in theology but Um, They record the lectures once a week live, and so I got to drive down to Denver to the Augustine Institute and go to the live lecture today, and it was really fun. And then I came back and got to tell Nat everything I learned in five minutes. Mm -hmm. That's kind of all. Great. What's new with you? So, I didn't fail junior year. I made it through. That was great. Um... (laughs) Then I started working this summer. It was kind of tricky because I couldn't pick a normal job um, just because of the time frame of our mission trip. So I got a job helping a woman who has cerebral palsy. Um, 
and it was interesting and challenging for me but increased my patience I would say by a lot um so I was doing that and then my sister also she got married a couple weeks ago so on weekends I was going down helping her um yeah hanging out with family seeing my boyfriend those sorts of things um then I feel like that was it until I went on my mission trip oh my sister had a bachelorette party South Carolina super fun beach day so that was great still not 21 so couldn't drink but that's okay I was just her DD and I got them snacks when they came home from bars so great um (laughs) (laughs) then yes mission trip flew from Denver to New York took a bus ride to New Jersey (laughs) we flew out of New Jersey (laughs) Hong Kong to Bali to Maumere and then we made it and then we're there and then we came back I got home I was home for a week my sister got married I was the maid of honor so I had to do some stuff for that and then got ready for school your last first and day. I just had my last first day three days ago two days ago if you include if you don't include today mm. on Monday so I'm a senior and so far I've been on top of things I've gotten all my homework done it's been going well you already had homework yeah the first day first class <sighs> got homework but I think it's gonna be great anyway that's bet's that's what has been going <laughs> on with us sorry I apologize I can't speak today I'm also having trouble maybe it's something in the in the air Maybe I'm trying to talk too quickly, and that's just Jesus telling me to slow down. Mm. Good insight. Did you take your shoes off? No. Oh. I kind of smelled like stinky feet. <laughs> I got a whiff. A ballet I got a whiff of air. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So. Indonesia. Indo nineteen. Chat about it. Cool. Um, I'm going first. Yeah, I think we'll. I'm going to start by saying, obviously, there's so much that happened while we were in Indonesia, and it's very mm-hmm. hard to share all of the things that happened. Mm-hmm. But we were very blessed with daily mass and daily holy hour, and so we had a lot of spiritual growth with that along with just being in community with the people we were with Mm -hmm. um so i think our goal for this podcast is to share some of the graces that we experienced while we were there Mm -hmm. yeah and i think like nat said with daily mass and daily holy hour i mean it's short-term mission we were there for what three and a half weeks so it was a good chunk of time but you know, there's still only so much you can do on a short-term mission trip like that. And so I think a lot of what we want to share were some of the graces that happened in our own personal lives and some of the transformation that we experienced personally. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we got to work with the Augustinian brothers there and work with the sisters in um, the school and the orphanage and work with the young adult group and 
there are projects that we did to to serve and to love the best that we could but I think a lot of what we're bringing back was um or still are the ways that Jesus is transforming our hearts and the ways that we encountered Christ in one another and in the people that we met there mm-hmm. um and honestly it's I won't speak for you but speaking for myself like a lot of the main moments or the main parts that stand out most to me were parts of personal transformation moments of personal transformation mm-hmm. so we want to share some of those with you yep so like i said <laughs> deep breath um yeah going the, to the trip honestly i think i was just super overwhelmed and i think part of that was feeling like i didn't really know what was happening because of the change of location and because we had been preparing for this trip to uganda this trip with imprint hope and preparing for these yeah specific things that i thought i knew what i was getting into and then kind of felt like i had the rug pulled out from under my feet of like okay we're going to indonesia literally have no idea what we're doing people are asking questions that i just actually physically do not have answers to i was one of those not was one of those people (laughs) (laughs) but it was really difficult because i'm like i'm supposed to be an admission trip leader i truly kind of have no idea what i'm doing but also had faith that our director and the people above us would take care of us um so yeah, going in, I think I just wasn't necessarily um, as prepared as I'd hoped I would be, which I thought was awful, but it turns out I think that's exactly where I needed to be for, um, yeah, Jesus to do all the work that he desired to do on my heart. But basically within the first 24 hours, I I want to say I was wrecked, but I'm really trying to stop saying that. I'm trying to stop using that verbiage, <laughs> but within the first 24 hours really I was like holy guacamole I gave this whole spiel of like yeah Jesus has us here for some reason and someone is going to have a powerful encounter and low-key I was like yeah that was me and I needed to be here to experience this specifically through two images or sacramentals that I feel like Jesus was just handing to me over and over which were number one Our Lady of Chestahova and number two the pelican of piety um which i feel like i've been talking a lot about our lady of chestahova recently (laughs) her feast day was on monday she's just saint stalking taylor she is saint stalking me hard which means Um, jb2 yeah because they're bffs yeah pretty much um so maybe if we have time at the end i'll talk more about that but because i've been talking so much i'm gonna jump into the pelican (laughs) um also i have a whole i yeah you can find out more information about Our Lady of Chestahova on my Instagram highlight titled Chestahova. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the pelican, which is this really beautiful image. Um, if you haven't seen it before, I'm assuming you have because it actually, I think, is in, um, based off the research I did coming back, I think it's in a lot of churches on like altars or in stained glass windows. I'm going to be honest, before you got so excited about the pelican i did not know what it was yeah i'd never heard of it until literally january and it was because i think i'm saying her name right someone correct me you can email us you can yell at us <laughs> email at us email us <laughs> um, 
honestly. <laughs> I feel like that's a running joke. Don't email us because we never check it. You can message us on Instagram. I don't even remember the password. <laughs> Truly, I don't. Don't ever email us. Just DM us. DM us. We'll get back to you. Um, but I, I think I'm saying her name right. I think it's Courtney Sen. She's an artist, like a Catholic creative. I think her business is either Sen Studio or Studio Sen. I always get it mixed up. But she does like the really beautiful, on my other backpack, my Our Lady of Guadalupe pin mm-hmm. is from her. Mm-hmm. And so she has like these really beautiful enamel pins, Our Lady of Guadalupe, St. Michael, Guardian Angel, and she has this one pelican i've heard it said multiple times some people just call it the pelican some people call it the pelican and piety some people say the pelican and her piety whatever it may be it's the pelican you can google it surely you'll be able to find it um essentially it's this image and i was like what is this because it's kind of all over her store she has this embossed photo basically what you need to know is it's an image and it's a mama pelican and she has her wings spread and she's standing over her nest and her little group of babies is below her and basically from the image what you can see is that her beak is kind of bent down and she's bleeding from her chest and her babies are like their necks are extended like they're going to drink her blood which sounds gruesome but essentially it's an image of christ in the church right of how um yeah he pours out his blood to provide for his children and for his beloved but what's crazy is that this is actually like a real life natural phenomena that happens is when pelicans um need to provide for their children in times of like really great need and great distress or like starvation when there's no food they will like take their beaks which are very sharp and rip the feathers from their chest and then repeatedly pierce their breast until it bleeds and it's from their the wound on their chest that they'll provide for their children and that's how they like will get through these times of trial which is crazy so courtney is telling me about this in her booth at seek in january and of course it's like it's this very powerful image but i was like whoa that's kind of crazy it didn't really seem applicable to my life at that point so i'm like whatever it kind of drifts to the back of my mind i'm busy with saint faustina like fangirling over her and divine mercy which it all is entwined but that comes later so then in the whisper (laughs) so then (laughs) fast forward was it february or march i don't know sometime this boy comes we're we're keeping him anonymous because it does not matter (laughs) but this musician boy comes to my campus and he's cute and i'm like dang i have a squish on this boy and he has a lot of tattoos and (laughs) basically he like does this praise and worship night for our students um which was really cool and really fun and then afterwards our team and a couple of the student leaders took him out for dinner and then um just like to socialize and meet the students and one of our students is asking him like oh cool what are your tattoos like what's the significance whatever and so he's like talking about his tattoos on his arms and then he had this tattoo like kind of across his collarbones that you could see above his shirt of memento mori which is remember your your death essentially like you're striving for sainthood don't settle for anything subpar but then he pulls down his shirt and shows his chest and i freak you guys i basically launch across the table and scream is that the pelican of piety and he's like first of all probably thinking in his brain chill but all he says out loud is yeah it is how do you know what that is not very many people do i'm like let me tell you i learned about it at seek so then of course it's a little more relevant because it's tattooed on the boy i had to squish on not anymore but at the time then next instance with the pelican my mom moved to Cheyenne, Wyoming 
which is like 45 minutes from where I grew up. But basically I went there before training in the 24 hours I was home and was feeling just like generally unsettled of just leaving California, settling into the new house in Cheyenne, getting ready to leave for training, just like kind of went in whirlwind and decided to go to um, just a daily mass in the big cathedral there. And I'm praying and this like glimmer of light hits this beautiful stained glass window and I look up, of course, who is it? The Pelican of Piety. And so that was kind of like my little sense of peace or safe haven, I guess, going into training of like, okay, I know that God will provide and will protect through whatever whatever may come. So that was just kind of what got me into training, helped me feel more settled, helped me just reclaim the sense of peace. So that happened. Then, of course, Jesus has a funny sense of humor. And we, again, my peace is shaken. I allowed my peace to be shaken <laughs> with this mission trip. So we get there again. Like I said, I'm feeling crazy, unsettled, kind of anxious, pretty stressed, not necessarily knowing what my purpose was or why I was there or what Jesus wanted to do. Um, And so, like Nat said, we met up in Newark, New Jersey, flew to Hong Kong, had a layover there, flew to Bali, had a 24-hour layover there, or we stayed the night until the next day when we could fly out to the island where we'd be surfing. And we stayed with the Sisters of Mary Magdalene in Bali, which are just like this really beautiful group of sisters and they cooked us this beautiful dinner let us use their chapel to pray holy hour just took really good care of us but it was that night we're praying our holy hour and i sit down i kneel and i look up at the tabernacle and who is what is the image literally on the tabernacle embossed in metal but the pelican of piety and basically i was just like okay jesus i get it and he just poured out his heart of like when are you going to understand like i will always provide for you and i will always protect you even in these times where you feel like you're literally starving and like you are not going to make it to the next day i i know exactly what you need and i know exactly when you need it and i will never cease to like meet you in that need and pour out in abundance my blood anyways the pelican of piety i was shook by that And honestly, it fueled my prayer for the rest of the trip, as Nat knows, because I wouldn't stop talking about it. And now coming back, it's just like, (laughs) yeah, Our Lady of the Valley in Windsor. Well, some about the prayer card. Oh, that's Our Lady of Chestova. I know, but still, that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Our Lady of Chestova is also stalking me. And basically, there's just been, similar to the Pelican, like, it's just this recurring theme where it started in February and it just comes up in the strangest and most random of ways that are just inexplicable. So, basically, essentially, the message of Our Lady of Chestahova, it's um, Mary holding baby Jesus, and she has cuts on her face. Um, And essentially, this is very diluted, but the message of Our Lady of Chestahova is that we shouldn't be afraid of our scars and of our woundedness, because like Christ, sometimes it's through our wounds that we're able to reveal the greater glory of God. And so it's not something that we should be ashamed of, and it's not something that we should try to hide from the world, but... When united to Christ, um, our woundedness and our scars can actually be like the trails that mark our path home to Christ and his church. And so that, the Pelican and Our Lady of Chestahova have kind of been like a one-two punch of a lot of healing that's been going on in my own heart. One-two punch was probably not the way to describe healing. New Taylor, not vocab, one-two punch. (laughs) One-two punch. I've been using that a lot. I need to chill. But 
um, basically Our Lady of Chestahova was kind of partnered with the Pelican on this mission. And so at the beginning when we met up in New York, before we went to Newark, New Jersey, um, I went to St. Patrick's Cathedral and got this prayer card of Our Lady of Chestahova. Also picked up a prayer card of JP2 because he's my saint for the year that I'm kind of relying on for mission. Um, and then found this really beautiful side altar of Our Lady of Chestahova. Two unrelated incidents, but random, very, very random. Anyways, long story short, ended up like Our Lady of Chestahova pops up in that same convent in Bali with the pelican. She was on a little painting in the kitchen. And so it was just like, they were both there. They are both preparing me to like launch into this mission and were just with me in prayer all throughout the trip. But then we got to go to this seminary that JP2 had visited when he was in Indonesia and we got to see his bed and this relic of his blood. And so, of course, I turned into a relic-making machine. I'm touching my prayer card and my rosary to the bed and to the blood. And I'm, like, showing... Someone's like, oh, is that a JP2 prayer card? I'm like, yeah, it is. And I hold it up, and I'm like, wait. Look at this. And this is going to be a stretch, but Our Lady of Chesehova is actually, like, faded into the background. Like, mm-hmm. there's actually mm-hmm. a picture of her. Mm-hmm. And a faded image of Divine Mercy Jesus and a faded image of Mother Teresa, who's my confirmation saint. But Our Lady of Chesehova is in the background, which is just weird. And there is a white bird, which is absolutely the Holy Spirit. But here's my stretch. As I said, basically all my favorite people are here because JP2 is my saint <laughs> for the year. Mother Teresa, my confirmation saint. Our Lady of Chesehova, who's my new favorite Marian devotion. Divine Mercy Jesus. And I'm calling this bird the pelican piety. <laughs> so it absolutely wasn't. All but, of them. You know, All the important characters. Anyways, I just talked for way too long, and I want to hear about you, so Tiny Nat, take it away. Okay, well, my graces that I had from this trip don't necessarily have as much of a backstory as Taylor. So mine, God. <laughs> so mine might be a little more <laughs> concise, but that's okay. One of us has to. <laughs> <laughs> I will tighten the belt. Um, (laughs) but yes, so like I mentioned earlier, I was a little frazzled by this whole change. Um, if you guys haven't gathered yet, I'm a little type A, and so (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't gathered, I like plans, I like order, I just I like things neat. Which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. No, which is a very good thing. And in a lot of ways, it helps me. But in other ways, it does not. Such as last minute change of plans when you're supposed to be going somewhere and you've had a year of thinking you're going to that place. So I get to New York slash then New Jersey. And I was kind of like... (laughs) whatever I have no idea what I'm doing I'm in this weird place with all these people I don't know except for these three other people and we're just gonna wing it which is fine and I figured once we got to Indonesia we are going to have a better idea of what we're doing there so we get to Indonesia we get to the monastery we receive no information so I was like, <laughs> cool. But I was not cool. I was so upset. I was really struggling. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm here, why you wanted me here. I thought I was supposed to be in Uganda helping these children. 
plop, a children pops up in the path right then. (laughs) His name is Aldo. I'm not going to go too deep into him. But basically, at all of these times in my prayer where I was just really struggling, he popped up and he was pretty much a divine appointment my entire time at the monastery. Even though he was a little crazy monster sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think... As the days went on, I was still very restless and I was still very much desiring a plan. I didn't need like, okay, we're waking up, we're going to lunch, we're going to breakfast, this is when this is happening, blah, blah, blah. But I just desired some something. Like, hey, you're going to go to a school this day, maybe help build some projects this day. Just a little heads up. And when we were there, it was very much so, okay, you're eating now. Okay, get on this bus. Okay, now you're going to go talk to a school and you need to entertain 300 children for an hour and a half with the activities you have planned. But we didn't have any activities (laughs) planned because we didn't know you're going. Um, So just like my restlessness continued, um, but Jesus is a funny man. And he, I love that he speaks to me through humor because it speaks to a large part of my heart, but also it's annoying that he speaks through humor because I'm like, okay, I get it. And usually I'm annoyed and I'm like, I don't want to laugh at you, but I get it. Um, so the reading of Mary and Martha, I forget the first time it came up, but I think it was just in the Magnificat, one of the reflections or something and I was meditating with that and I was like this is me I am a Martha I'm not a Mary I don't sit well I don't listen well I am a doer and that is how I feel like I'm serving people the most and on this mission trip I was very called to be a Mary and so one day we were laying on this pergola (laughs) Oh, no. Well, these, we were, like, kind of helping them do work. Like, I mixed concrete, poured it a little bit. But really just... I swept a dirt floor. Really just getting in their way, um, basically. But they, we were just called to sit there and be in community with them. And I turned to Taylor, and I was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing one thing. I'm sitting on this pergola laying and I feel so restless and this is not okay. Because, yeah, in Uganda, I was ready to physically help those children with disabilities. But on this mission trip, it was much more about being with the people we were with and serving them well, which just means loving them well. And getting to know them and meeting them where they were at, not where you wanted them to be or not where you expected them to be, but where they were at in that moment. Um, So Mary and Martha kept popping up. Basically, I meditated it with it that first time and I was like, okay, I get it. I need to be more of a Mary. I'll try. Then the next day, that was the gospel. And I was like, cool. I'll be more of a Mary today. I'll really try. Then the next day, it was like Martha's feast day. And I was like, okay, Jesus, I'm trying to be much more of a Mary 
and Martha. Um, but long story short, spiritually, the biggest thing that I was praying with was how I need to do a better job of being less restless when all I'm called to is just being present with people. Um, because a hundred percent, the best way that I served these people was being present with them. If I was running around picking up things, making things, I wouldn't have served them as well as I did by just entering into community. Um, but it was such a gift because it was something that I wanted to bring back when I came here because yes, I can still have a plan. I can still have my agenda. I can still have goals and plans for the week or whatever, but I can also make much more of an effort to spend quality time with people and engage with them and interact with them and not just be moving and shaking with no purpose. So I would say that was a big grace. Also, this is a small point. Um, on the way home, we had a layover in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And that day was honestly such a gift because so I knew going in we were going to have daily mass and daily holy hours so when we were in Indonesia I expected mass to be in a different language but I also expected mass to be the same so I was like oh yeah Catholic the Catholic church is universal this is amazing this is cool the people here are great but I also was expecting it to be like that whereas when we went to Hong Kong We went to this random teeny little church that Mm. Pat, one of the missionaries, Googled and was just like, okay, it says there's daily mass here at this time. And so we just went there. And it looked like a little house. Like it did not look like a church because obviously the church in China is like not. Yeah. So it was this little weird outside. It was locked. We were knocking on the door. Dark. Dark. And then finally somebody opened it and was like, are you looking for mass? Like, yep. (laughs) And then we went in. A group of 12 Americans walk into this little church in China. Pretty weird. Like the size of the bedroom. We were in like, maybe living room. We were in living room. Yeah. This place. Pretty small though. So, we go there. And then the priest starts talking in Cantonese. And I was like, I have no idea what you're saying. I have no idea where I am right now, but I know exactly what is going on in this church. And that was so cool. And then we met Joshua. Mm -hmm. And he was this super sweet man who took all of us to traditional dim sum. In Cecilia. And then his friend Cecilia came and met us, and they became our BFFs within a couple of hours. And then they took us to this traditional herb garden. And then Cecilia was like, okay, I have to go now, but if you want to come up to my apartment later, I'm on the 25th floor and you can come visit. And we're like, okay. So we went up to her apartment on the 25th floor into her home. (laughs) And I was just like... We met these people a couple hours ago, and they paid for a meal for us. And for they, twelve straight, for like 12, a lot of people, and it was a lot of a sum. lot of food. And then they invited 
us into their home. And I was just like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And so I think, especially in Hong Kong, I was able to experience the true, I don't know, like... Like the, what it means to be a member of the body of Christ. Yeah, just brothers and sisters Craziness. and loving them well. So that and was And this is the craziest cool part, day. too. Hong Kong at the church when the priest was like, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, oh, we're on a mission trip with Focus. We're students from America. He goes, oh, yeah, Focus. We know Focus. That's how we do our youth retreats. They're like, you do the seat conference. These random, random, random little church in Hong Kong goes, oh, yeah, you guys do the seat conference. We know Focus. We watch your videos at our youth conferences and retreats. And that's how they do their, like, RCIA confirmation retreats is they watch Focus National Seek Conference videos. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know who Scott Hahn is? You know who Sarah Swafford is? And we're like, how do you know who Scott Hahn and Sarah Swafford and Amen. Sister Bethany Madonna are? I'm like, what? So that was crazy. That was... But Hong Kong was the truly... Strangest thing. Just like a final wrap-up, I feel like, of Jesus saying, you were meant to be here. You were meant to be on this trip. All of these people were meant to be on this trip. All the people mm-hmm. that you've met, you were supposed to meet. And so that was a pretty amazing way to just send us back to america i felt like Mm -hmm. so those are some of the graces and there's so much more so much more those are literally just just four highlights but we're at 37 minutes and Mm -hmm. so obviously you can tell if we went through every single day it would be a lot it would be just too much so we hope you liked that if you have any questions about mission trips or mission or Mm -hmm. indonesia or anything like that feel free to reach out or if you want to hear us talk for 40 more years about all the different things that we did, we'd Let love to talk know. to you. Um, we're going to quickly, Taylor, quickly do, <laughs> you can have one favorite. We're just going to do one today. Okay. Okay. My favorite for the day, in honor of St. Augustine's Feast Day, is my little tiny, my parting gift from brother aldo shout out to aldo i don't think i just hit the mic sorry if that got so loud natalie i'm sorry um brother aldo as we were leaving basically they have this thing for hair ties in indonesia (laughs) that when we when you would leave someone they would be like can i have your hair tie to remember you and so i gave away like pretty much all my nice swirly hair ties which is fine detachment and so i gave one to aldo big aldo little tiny and i was talking about little aldo there's a tiny little boy aldo but then like brother six. aldo that's like 28 yeah so i was talking to brother aldo and he was kind of like one of my first friends that i made at the monastery that i ate dinner with the first night and just was a real stand-up guy so pray for aldo but basically he like asked for one of my hair ties and so i was like yeah whatever here's my last final hair tie that i have but you can have it because i love you a lot <laughs> and i appreciate all that you've done for me and basically he's saying like oh i i wish i had something to give you but as a brother, we take vows of poverty. And we literally, they literally own nothing. Like, Brother Yon moved and had one, like, grocery bag full of stuff. And those brother were all Yon. of his belongings. Also, the spider. <gasps> ask us about the spider. DM us and ask us about the Maybe spider. Maybe we'll, we'll just post a story on our Instagram about the spider. Mm-hmm. We'll <laughs> tell you. Yes. 
um basically brother yon saved our lives from a massive massive spider but anyways they own essentially nothing and so brother aldo's like i'm so sorry i wish i had something to give you i have nothing i'm like no just pray for me that's literally all i want from you is your friendship and you can pray for me if you want to give me something so he's like great later on we sit down we're having our final meal together and he's telling us about like someone made a comment about how brother yon only had one bag of things and how that was like the craziest thing that they had ever heard Mm -hmm. that all of his belongings to move for a year could be contained in one plastic bag and brother aldo is saying like he doesn't really have anything his most prized possession is this little um, statue of saint augustine because they're augustinian brothers so they love him and how he's had he got this um little statue when he entered the monastery what a lot of years ago like seven or eight years ago and um how that was like his most prized possession and it went everywhere with him and he loved it so much and basically i'd been crying i'll preface this by saying i was not ready to leave i did not want to come back and i fell in love with those people and so i'd been crying for a solid 24 hours pretty much mm-hmm. since brother yon left the day before up until when we left mm-hmm. i was just distraught and i don't cry a lot especially yeah, not in public Taylor doesn't cry but she was i was actually a weepy, distraught a weepy gal yeah it was terrible and so he knew i was upset and he was all sad and basically he like leaves and i thought it was because i was being annoying and crying too much but he comes back That's right before I we leave for the you. airport just <laughs> not <kidding>. late <laughs> but he comes back right before we leave for the airport and he slides this little thing to me and it took me a minute to register and he had slid this little wooden saint augustine and i just lost it i just yeah that was the best and worst thing that could have ever happened to me and so i have brother aldo's tiny saint augustine it's made out of wood and it sits on my bedside table so happy feast day saint augustine pray for us pray for the augustinian brothers in mount mary and especially our sweet sweet brother aldo and brother Addie and brother yon okay. and father ferdy and Father Hubert. And Brother Usno. And Brother Mario. And Brother Usno. Okay, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> and Tiny Aldo. And Aldo's mom. <laughs> I'm cutting you off. Okay. My... Also these coffee cubes. <laughs> this is why someone's got to steer the ship. I had two. These coffee cubes are amazing. Truly. I've got to steer the ship and keep her in check, you guys. It's a hard job. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What's your fave? My fave. I would say <sighs> I had all that time to chat because or to think because you're chatting so much and I still <laughs> have not thought of one. My anticipatory fave is your birthday next week. Yeah, it's my birthday next Saturday, guys. Twenty one. Twenty fun. Um Honestly, I would just say I still think my favorite is just generally Mary. Because Mm. when I was in Indonesia, just like Mary from Martha and Mary was very relevant. Mary Magdalene, very relevant. Mama Mary, very relevant. And Mama Mary is my confirmation saint. So, Um, but... Yes, she has just been very consoling. I feel like, especially the past couple days, I've been kind of in a a funk. So, 
she's helping me through and that's great also i got a, another new water bottle and it's cute it's my favorite ever it's glass also, you and mary basically have the same birthday i know hmm. and i think the nicest compliment i ever got was you look like mary i got that compliment in indonesia mm-hmm. And it was probably the nicest compliment. Wait, I need to have one gotten. more favorite. No. I need to. Okay, we're saying goodbye. Our traditional outfits. We'll post a picture. <laughs> oh, our traditional outfits. Nat and I got Princess Diaries makeover from our sister from our host family. Hot pink eyeshadow and like pink red lipstick. In little traditional Indonesian outfits. And our host mom slicked our hair into hard boiled egg buns. Tight. The tightest buns I've ever had <laughs> in my entire life. My mom got me a comb because I had bumps. I had not shot in four days. I was not worried about my hair, but our mom was. I never we felt her. so united in mission with you as in that moment that we were dressed as little Indonesian babies. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. We missed you guys. Um, we'll be back with regular content. Thank you for next reaching week. out to us. Oh, shout out to Christina. Mm-hmm. She sent us the sweetest DMs, and she knows Patches now. And she knows Pat. Pat thinks we're talking crap about him. We're really nice to Pat. But anyway. But shout out to Christina. This episode is dedicated to you. Yes. Thank you for listening. We love you. We want to be your friend, so reach out to us. Sorry if this is too chatty and you didn't learn that much, but... We had a lot to fill you in on. We had a lot to fill you in on, and we thought we would share some of the graces. So maybe if you're really type A, you can learn how to serve better. Or if you're really... If you need healing, Our Lady of Chesterhova is your girl in the Pelican. So, but anyway, we'll be back next week with some fresh content. We love you. I was about to say we miss you, but (laughs) we don't know you. We do, but we don't. (laughs) We're praying for you. We're praying for you. (laughs) Pray for us. We need it. Hey, happy feast day of St. Augustine. Let's go do something fun. Amen. Bye. Bye.